New mic, hooray! Hooray! I hope it sounds good. If it doesn't, I'll rip all my hair out. Because you can't rip mine out because there's none to rip. <laughs> I'll rip your beard hair out. No, thanks. That would hurt a little bit. Hi guys, welcome to the Beans Talk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. Welcome back. Yes. This is episode number nine. Number nine. That was a good stretch. So, from the last episode where we left off, we had just gotten to Santiago, and this is going to be our zero day in Santiago slash rest day. A zero day is when you do not walk at all. Well, I mean, you could probably walk in the cities, but not along the trail. You're restrained to a chair <laughs> and you wheel around. We handcuff and you, you don't to a chair. use your feet. Nope. You actually just spin in circles and get dizzy and vomit. <laughs> For this episode, I should be covering the next seven days. Um, yeah, it'll be our zero day in Santiago, as well as the Finisterre Loop, which was kind of like a bonus mini Camino. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. This These next couple days were probably some of my favorite walks on the whole way. Yeah, definitely on the favorite yeah. scale. So, yeah, we slept in a little bit. Someone might have been a little bit crunkers. I was oh, feeling all right. That's probably not a word that people understand. Crunkers, for us, is hungover a little bit. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so Carl, I guess, was feeling all right, even though he got a little drunk. No, I was a little on the hungover yeah. realm, but not too bad. I was functional. But we did sleep in a little bit. This is both of us, so you can say something, too. Oh, I thought we were still in the first one. <laughs> I already said it. That we slept in? Yeah. I just said it, didn't I? I said it before, too. Oh, well. You're not listening. We me. slept in, folks, in case you didn't catch it. Apparently, I didn't catch Should it. Should we say it again? We slept in. Uh <laughs> All right, so then we ended up going to, it's called the Pilgrim's Mass, and it's at the cathedral there in Santiago. It's pretty special. The whole place gets really packed. Um, they have a, I'm not religious, so I don't know, like, who everybody is, priest, cardinal, pope, I don't know, there's a Bishop. bunch, <laughs> there's a bunch of churchy figures that come up and they say stuff. The father comes oh. to the post, to the podium. Is it? Is it I don't true? know. Sorry don't know if either. we're offending anybody who's religious, but we just really, we have no idea, no clue of any of the... Um, we're really just making fun of ourselves. We are. We really are. I have no knowledge of these things, so it's kind of my choice. <laughs> but anyway, so there is... Um, a memorable nun who does come up and she sings a lot, which is, she's got a gorgeous voice and the acoustics in this place are phenomenal. So, um, that was something that I really enjoyed. It was funny because I think during this whole thing, 
it's supposed to be a pretty special time for pilgrims and they made it to the end um they're in this beautiful cathedral they're it's like a reflective time i think for everybody and so a lot of people get emotional um i however just didn't have that i don't know what it was maybe i experienced enough emotion with the butterfly the day before but i wasn't really in a super emotional place i think i was maybe more excited to keep going because we had a few more days ahead of us but i'm not sure yeah our camino wasn't over yet but no. um so they basically give this sermon and it's in spanish so that's another thing that um kind of difficult because you don't know what Oh, yeah, you can't, I mean, unless you know Spanish, Yeah, unless you you're don't. fluent in yeah. Spanish, which we are not. We can get by, but we're definitely far from fluent. Yeah. Especially for how quick and fast they talk. Mm-hmm. But the the mass ends with the swinging of the Boda Fumiero, which is basically the large... Is it's, it incense that's in it? It's incense, yeah. It's a really large... I mean, it's like what would you say two to three feet high yeah and probably like you know at least a couple feet wide it looks just like a big fancy urn or something and it's yeah. attached to this rope that goes all the way to this huge vaulted ceiling it's the ceiling is super high and too. so they throw in this incense at smoking and then um they throw it in this capsule sort of yeah this fancy looking silver urn thing uh, i guess that's what the boda from Euro is but um mm -hmm. Then they raise it up and they basically pull on this rope that's kind of pulled to the top of. And there's like nine the guys or something holding that rope. Yeah. So they get that thing swinging. So with them tugging on it, it basically swings, and uh, yeah, it just goes back and forth over the whole crowd, mm -hmm. or you know the people that are there for the sermon. Yeah. I think originally the concept of it was to mask the smelly pilgrims that were arriving. <laughs> really? I think so. <laughs> I think it's because, like, I want to say I read it somewhere. Oh, well, that's hilarious. And that, like, all these stinky pilgrims that, you know, were had been walking the Camino. They're like, oh, my God, so they, they reek. Let's light some incense. I want to say that. I mean, I could totally be wrong, but yeah, I want to say know. that's what I read. That's pretty funny. Anyway, so they, it swings back and forth, and it just, like, fills the room with this uh, unique scent. It's really nice. It's very, like, earthy almost. Mm hmm Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's something special about it's just, like, a good closure. And I don't know. I got emotional with that, and as well as a lot of other people, too, but I guess you didn't. But Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just kind of came up, and... I just embraced it, and yeah, I don't know, it was very, uh, yeah, it felt like good closure. Yeah. I think for me, I had just gone to, I did like a really small, like, pilgrim's prayer, I think, that they had in the, in the cathedral right like before this. Room. Yeah, it was a little side room, and uh, it was in English, so um, I could, you know, obviously understand what they were saying. And that was pretty special and touching. And, you know, the priest that was talking in there was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm not one uh, to... Uh, ew. No, I'm just from memory. Sorry. I'm just remembering that I didn't attend. Yeah. And it was because I was hungover. No, 
Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, so, <laughs> correction, I did feel like shit. You are correct. Carry on. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that was pretty special. And I know that, uh, so it was Jacoby, Monica, and I. I don't know if there was anybody else. Oh, Zahn was there. And um, Did John go? trying to recollect there were a lot of people like yeah. in this little room I so. Gemma went. she might have there i don't know there was a handful of us in there so it was pretty cool and pretty special and uh people shared some things and that i felt more emotion towards than the actual big ceremony because it was and the hard thing i had um to kind of get over was <laughs> while this uh, Boda Fumiero is swinging there is a sea of screens so literally like I think I took a photo of how many people had their cell phones out taking a video of this it was just crazy it was kind of disconnecting it was a little it was like you're in the moment and then they you know they light the incense throw it in and start swinging all of a sudden yeah. everyone starts pulling up their phones which is and you know raising it up to get video yeah. or photos or whatever and it's, it's understandable just, but it's i get it but it totally it's like you're not a you're not watching the moment for what it is it like taints know? the moment it does know. slightly but i mean i i took a photo of it well you know yeah, it was out it. there it's but just, it is just kind of like a I don't know. It's not. It's one of those like I expected one thing and I got a different thing. So, but whatever. Yeah. So. so anyway, after um, our pilgrims' mass, we went out to lunch, uh, just there in the heart of Santiago, and uh, we. So it was just me, Wit, and then Monica and Canute. And uh, we went to this small restaurant, and we just got this table outside and ordered, you know, lunch. Yeah, it was like kind of more bar food, maybe like burgers or sandwiches and fries or, you know, it wasn't anything like super fancy. Yeah. And um, I remember Knut wanted to order a burger, mm -hmm. but he wanted it like pretty plain. I don't think he wanted cheese or something, and he just didn't want like... Uh, he wanted it very specific in a certain way that he yeah. really was like, I usually tell him and I, it always comes back the way I don't want it, you know? So he was like very specific with the It's like, I just the want the lettuce, the tomato. And with the language barrier, there was a bit of, you know, unclearness. Yeah. <laughs> and so... But he was trying to be very specific. He was trying to keep it simple, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't simple, apparently. So when they brought the lunch, I remember him getting the his burger, and all it was was the bun and a patty in, inside. <laughs> and that was it. There was no condiments. There was no like lettuce or tomato. There was no cheese. It was very. It didn't look appetizing at all. <laughs> And it was and a very just, small patty compared to the it was like a slider. big bun. Yeah. yeah. It was and like so half the size. He just lifted the top of the bun <laughs> and then like threw it back down on the patty and just had this like frown of like beaker from the Muppets and was just like, damn it. <laughs> and oh my God, I just like could not help but laugh. It was 
for how hard he was trying to get this lunch and he just got the <laughs> oh, exactly what he didn't want. Yeah. It was hilarious. You know. Just the reaction was priceless. Monica wanting I think this was the first time she met Knut. Oh, well, they never reason. met. Yeah, but uh, I remember when we did meet up with Monica, Knut wasn't there, so we kept telling her about this guy that we met that was just, you know, yeah. this guy with this amazing story, and mm-hmm. he's such a nice guy and really helpful, and he opened up and was vulnerable, and it was such an amazing experience. And and so Monica was asking these questions, and Knut was responding with what he felt comfortable with to the point of, I think Monica was getting upset, like, well, why doesn't, you know, yeah, she there was a confrontation and and it was just kind of one of those, you know, Monica asks and says, "Well, I think you're being this." And Canute's just like, "Well, I think you should probably not expect an answer when you ask a question or something like that." Yeah, so. it's like if you don't want or if you don't like my answers, then stop asking me questions. <laughs> or something like that. It was pretty good and I think for me, it was just like... It was like a personality clash, basically. It was, yeah. It definitely felt like that. And so we had on two hands, we had Canute, who we bonded with pretty recent, and we really enjoy his company. And then on Mo- on the other hand, we have Monica, who we you know haven't seen in a little bit, but we definitely bonded with her totally, earlier yeah. on. And so we've got these two friends, but they both have pretty strong personalities. And so it's like just, the opposite ways. Yeah. And yeah, totally. They couldn't be more opposite. And so it was just a weird kind of clash at this like lunch that we had. And it was slightly awkward yes. after that. We were like, oh, like, okay, maybe we should just change the topic. Yeah, um, I don't know. But anyways, so that was kind of a weird lunch that we had. Uh, but after that, we wanted to go get our Compostela, and the Compostela is basically... <laughs> I thought I <laughs> sounded like I said bitch. <laughs> uh, the Compostela is basically a certificate telling you, or anybody who's reading it, that you completed walking the pilgrimage, so... Uh, you have to go to the pilgrim's office and wait in line, and you tell them why you walked it, if you walked it for... The purpose of your community. Yeah, if you walked it for religious purposes or spiritual, or if you're just doing it for, like, exercise or, you know. Um, there I are, think the the reasons are pretty general. Yeah, they're, it's not they're really that, general. you know, yeah. like, there's a million. It's like a choice of, like, four or something. Yeah. And I think that if so you... So you just kind of pick which one is most suitable for your reason. If you say you walked it for religious or spiritual purposes, I think they write your name in Latin, which I thought... or And the whole certificate, I think, is in Latin, which is yeah. pretty cool. So um, that's what I... I said I walked it for spiritual purposes. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, it feels good. You, you know. It was kind of hard though, um, because you're waiting in line, and depending on when you arrive, what day, um, it could be a bit of a long line. Yeah, it could. Because that's why we didn't go in the day we arrived, was because the line was so long. Mm-hmm. And you're literally waiting there standing, and I mean, it could be like an hour plus to two, three hours. Totally. There aren't benches, and I mean, after you've just walked this whole thing, I mean, your feet are aching, and just standing there and not moving is super hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's painful. It's tricky. Um, You just want to, like, sit down. 
for sure yeah um so i remember that was uh, a factor which is why we went in the next day to uh receive our compostelas yeah it just felt kind of good getting that certificate and you feel slightly accomplished that yeah. hey all right i did it right on yeah um so yeah after the uh after that we basically hung out with Knut. and he's got this favorite bar of his which at the time was um, just across from the entrance of the pilgrim's office at least originally the the bar is still there but um, the pilgrim's office had moved later on. Um, so at the time we were just uh, at this table out front, uh, just having some drinks, hanging out. And, uh, it was pretty fun seeing the pilgrims arriving. Cause then, you know, they walk into the pilgrim's office or get in line. Sometimes you see a familiar face or you see a big group and just the excitement. You can tell that, you know, there's that level of sense of completion and, and some um, people are reunited, so it's like, yeah, you know, that, oh, I haven't seen you in two weeks or something, you know, and they're like, ah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a... Everyone deals with that to some extent. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of cool and cool. exciting to just witness these moments that are relatable yeah. uh, with other people that, you know, you might may not even know or have seen, you know, you just wonder what their story was or what route they walked or whatever. Totally. So. It was really cool. I think we were kind of... I wonder if that was Wyatt's his favorite bar. Probably. Just to, like, witness all these moments. Totally, yeah. Well, the Pilgrim's office moved, so that's unfortunate. But yeah. it was a really cool little bar. Yeah. It's, we... um... Yeah, it's just, like, witnessing happy moments. Totally. It's yep. just, like, a bunch of positive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, after a minute, Zana joined us as well. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of good hanging and chatting with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that night we went out to dinner, um, Knut, Steve, Spencer, Jacoby, and John were all there. Um, we did have, actually it's funny because one of the things that they offer on the pilgrims menus at all the albergues that you go to the entire way is an ensalada mixta. It's and like a huge mixed salad. It is, it's like a huge mixed salad and they can have tons of... You know, well, actually, <laughs> along the Camino, they're pretty standard. So you get like mm. corn, tomato, tuna. Um, There's usually white asparagus. Yeah, like which I I had never seen white asparagus until I ate an ensalada mista. There's onion. Yeah, onion. Yeah. I so mean, they're really good. They are awesome. And they usually give you like a pretty hefty portion because For sure, if you're a pilgrim gigantic. and you're walking a lot and you're not getting like a substantial. Philly meal of like a burger and fries. Philly and meal. You know exactly what I meant, though, didn't you? I totally did, but I kept thinking Philly, like the Philadelphia from Eagles. Philly. That from Philly. You get a Philly you meal. You get a Philly salad. <laughs> Is that what people fill from? You up with a Philly salad. Oh no. no! Is that what people from Philly sound like? And Are we offending Philadelphia now? We too? might. I'm we're sorry. Just like... Yeah, we're just stomping on people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we got a really good ensalada mista, and um, there was, so the night before, which was, or actually, sorry, two nights prior to this dinner. Where are we at? What? Is this a night out night? What are you talking about? No, I'm, well, I'm trying to fucking describe it, but you keep interrupting me. So two nights prior to this dinner, we were in, uh, Pedruzo. Do you remember that? 
Um, and we were sitting outside and we were eating dinner and everybody was there. And I, I don't want to say who asked me um, to mm. do a certain favor for them. So I'm just going to leave it to one of the people who we were eating dinner with turned to me and requested a favor. <laughs> and it was slightly off character. And um, they. A bit of a surprise. It was a bit of sure. a surprise. It was a bit of a shock. But I was like, oh, all right. Um, but they turned to me and they go, Whitney. <laughs> and I don't want to try to do their voice because <laughs> it might give it away. Uh, but totally they go, narrow it out. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, they go, Whitney, I would like for you to get me a joint. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, I would love to smoke a joint when we get into Finisterre. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And so I, I used to smoke back in high school, and maybe I look like somebody who would still currently, you know, smoke weed on occasion. Um, I didn't at the time, but I could understand their reason for asking this favor of me. So jump ahead to the night that we're on and we had gone out to dinner at this place and there were some locals standing out front and they're smoking cigarettes and, you know, drinking a couple beers and having a good time. And, and Canute was aware of the mission that I was on. So he instigated a little deal with some locals and we ended up getting some marijuana to smoke <laughs> ew fucking judges we got some dope <laughs> we just got a little bit of weed that's all happened I know. No fuck well i'm just trying to tell a story and paint a picture and you're squashing me <laughs> Let me tell it, you. He made it Judge sound McGee. like we just like scored heroin or something. We picked up. Don't tell your mother, folks. Some marijuana. We got it drugs. It was part of the story. It was supposed to be funny. I'm sorry you lack a sense of humor at the moment, and you're more judgmental. <laughs> but this is the way it is. All right, we okay. scored some fucking pot, and we we're gonna smoke it in Finisterre with the person who asked me. Boots. <laughs> Okay, go. Okay, go. Done. Your turn. Uh, after we scored the dope, <laughs> we... Yeah, so after dinner, we kind of had an early night. And because um, we knew that we were going to be leaving the next day to do this Finisterre loop. Our walking was not done. No. We so. had a bit of a bonus walk. So, yeah, some, a lot of people had to leave to go back home. We, however, had a pretty open schedule still. Yeah, and luckily there were a few other people who we were rolling with who also had open schedules. So, so we were glad yeah. that um, we still had some Camigos that would be joining us. Yeah, so Yakobi and Zahn and Canute. Um, I think that was it, though. Yeah, it wasn't well, Ashley, huge. she was yeah, going Ashley. to... Um, yeah, it wasn't a huge group, but at least there were at still a few stragglers. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so this would have been day 39. And so we're going from Santiago to Negrera, which was a 22.4 kilometer stage or just under 14 miles. And this morning we had to say bye to Steve and Spencer, who were leaving to go to Pamplona 
to do the running of the bowls. So that was pretty awesome. We were excited to, uh, yeah, just, well, we weren't excited to say bye to them, but we were excited for them on their um, upcoming adventure. Yeah, for San Fermin and Pamplona. It'd be pretty sweet. But we had uh, Brecky at that uh, favorite bar slash breakfast joint, I guess, of canoes. Cafes. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and after that, we pretty much headed out. It pretty much starts from the center or the plaza of the cathedral in Santiago. The plaza. From the plaza, we headed out. <laughs> but it was a super pretty uh, stretch uh, once you got out of the city. I remember this walk out of Santiago. It was pretty cool because you could uh, see kind of out in the distance the cathedral, which was awesome. The, you know, just the scene that it set was pretty cool. And you felt like, all right, well, we're heading out. We're still walking. We're leaving that behind um, and then there were a lot of rock walls, like stone walls that were just covered in moss and yeah. kind of old rundown stone houses. and Just like old buildings and constructive things that nature was just kind of reclaiming and taking over. And mm-hmm. it just felt very ancient and old, but also like just lively and yeah. healthy. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was yeah. a good walk out of Santiago. But yeah, so there weren't that many pilgrims walking out of Santiago. I think a lot of people, you know, finished there. So we uh, we kind of got lost a couple little times, or at least we were questioning the direction that we were heading because the markers weren't as uh, prevalent. So um, yeah, I think we had to stop a couple pilgrims and say, oh, are we heading in the right way? And, you know, they assured us that we were. But uh, we were walking with Canute out of Santiago, and this was the first time we were walking with him. Yeah, because um, he came and met us in Santiago. Yeah. So um, it was pretty cool. But he had this fucking crazy backpack. It was huge, and he had been traveling for a while. And I think he was stationary for a bit, and he hadn't walked the Camino in a while. So right. Well, he had he, been volunteering at that albergue for like a yeah. month or something. Yeah, so I don't know if he just rolled with this backpack, but this thing was Which, huge. I mean, is fine, but if you're going to be like... Walking? You know, hugging that along yeah, you're on gonna a be Camino hurting. walk, like, it just seemed crazy. Yeah, but he was like just putting along, and he was, you know... I mean, he, it was packed full. There wasn't room to put an extra sock in there, it looked no, like. No, no, yeah, it was, it was big. It was funny, because I was walking behind him for a little ways, and he was rocking out to his music, and I kind of had asked him, I was like, what are you listening to, man? And he was like, he would be like moving with his hands and stuff, and like singing along, and yeah, you know. Yeah, like twist his wrists, and like... <laughs> yeah, he had this one kind of like, or a few motions that he would do, and I was like, oh, he's having a good time. Um, but he listened, and it was totally not in character, it felt like, to, uh, what I would think of him to listen to, but he's like, yeah, I'm... I like Bon Jovi and uh, Taylor Swift. And I was like, what? I just thought he was really? just like messing with you at first. Because he has a very I, dry sense he of does. humor. Yeah, so he probably said that to me with like a straight face. And I'm like, you're fucking with me, man. And he's like, no, that's really what I like. I was My like, favorite, oh, cool, yeah, I man. I think his favorite was Bon Jovi. Which... Yeah, so that was pretty awesome, though. I liked uh, walking behind him, watching him rock out. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think that, so we had passed this bar, and Canute 
was looking at, you know, who was sitting out front. And apparently he ran into, like, just a friend from ages ago, it seemed like. And they were, like, so dumbfounded that they had run into each other on the Camino. But, you know, that's kind of the Camino magic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they were just, I think he started crying even. It was pretty touching. It was cute. Yeah, the one guy, like, couldn't even believe that it was Canute. And he just, like, put his hand over his mouth. And you could see he just, like, started tearing up. Well, so did Canute. Yeah, and it was just like, wow. It was just this really touching little moment, you know. And uh, we were, I mean, we were all just walking. It was at that point in the morning where it's, like, kind of, like, just push go you know yeah and uh i think he was wanting to stay there and yakobi had stopped and we had stopped and he you know invited us to stay but then jokingly you know with his kind of dry sense of humor was like and you can fuck off or something to yakobi and she's like what (laughs) but then she's like okay and kept going and i think for us it was kind of like oh uh i hope she didn't take offense to that because she just like turned and left yeah, like, literally, oh, there was, like, no words said. She just kind of, like, left. And we're like, oh, shit. Um, I hope that didn't hurt her feeling. Yeah, I mean. so then she took off, and she's fast as hell. And so we were trying to catch up to her. Yeah. We didn't stay, because we were like, oh. Um, yeah, we were like, no, we're going to keep going. You yeah. know, obviously, you guys have this, you know, history or something. And, yeah. You, know, you catch up with your friend. Yeah, we're we just didn't want to be, going. like, third wheel or whatever. But, um, yeah. So we tried catching up to her and... Just to see if she was all right. Yeah. And um, so, which she was, but you never know. It Mm -hmm. could have gone either way. Yeah. But yeah, it turned out she was fine. Yeah, and then uh, while we're trying to catch up to Yacobi, I think Carl had managed to catch up with her, but I was still kind of behind this day. Um, We were walking through this pretty deep forest, and I remember... There were a lot of creeks, and I think it might have been that the trees were a little skinny and tall, and so, but there, it just was so, like, desolate, and I felt really, like, kind of on my own at this point, and, uh, yeah, it just seemed like, it was kind of creepy, and there was still kind of that, that past, um, occurrence of the woman, uh, going missing and so I was kind of thinking about that on this walk that it'd be pretty easy for someone to just jump out and nab you but you know obviously it didn't happen it was just kind of a creepy forest moment your mind tends to wander sometimes no I mean that that in like the general sense not like you personally I'm like hey I mean that happened to me on the night walk oh yeah totally yeah why am I thinking about this shit (laughs) yeah everything's fine Mm mm-hmm um, but yeah, so we went into a town with this really long stone bridge, and uh, we had remembered that Zahn had recommended to eat there, because it's a really cool little town or village. And uh, we crossed over this bridge, and we were expecting, like, Yakobi's cacao, and we didn't hear it, and I was like, well, I don't know, should we go back over the bridge? And as we were walking... Um, Canute like grabbed my walking stick and I was like what the fuck because it freaked me out we just gone through the creaky creepy forest and uh but that it was just crazy to me that he had already caught caught up with his friends and already caught up with us yeah so it was just nuts I was like he is just a machine he is he's fast as hell 
Especially and, with the size of his bag. Because he even, right. like, handed me his bag at one point, and I was like, yeah. I lifted it, and I was like, holy shit, you're yeah. carrying? Because yeah. sometimes things are large and everything, but it's just full of fluff, and you're like, oh, this is deceptively light. Mm -hmm. But his was definitely, I'm glad I wasn't carrying it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so we had gone back over the bridge. I think Canute continued on, and then we ended up hearing the and so we stopped and had lunch with Yakobi. And yeah. yeah, it was a pretty cool uh, village. Just the whole restaurant was awesome. It was right alongside this river. And you could see the bridge with the river just flowing underneath it. And they had these big stones that were like in the river that just, because the river was rushing, it was hitting these stones, which was making sound. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's just a like ambiance of the river just rushing by and it was just super pretty yeah i mean the village was so small there wasn't traffic but every there was all these trees and everything was just green it was just like this quaint little town there were a lot of pilgrims on the rocks too i think a ton of people stopped here it was because, a good stop i mean it'd yeah be, it'd, i mean you couldn't just walk through it and not stop to enjoy no it. yeah there were tons of people just enjoying the sun you know enjoying life it was a good good town yeah it's just a really pretty spot yeah but um yeah so we just had lunch uh just had some really good burgers with mm -hmm. fries yep and yeah glad we made a stop and enjoyed the moment yeah so after lunch we started heading out and i think it was just carl and Jacoby and i and we were walking and we were all three uh side by side basically and we were kind of having just a just average conversation, nothing crazy or special or uh, super memorable because I can't think of what we were talking about. But we we're just on the road, and it was just yeah, it was flat, flat it was as straight, can be straight, <laughs> nothing to uh, throw you off. And I remember looking over at Yakobi and whatever I was I think saying. You were talking. I was talking. Yeah. yeah, I was totally talking. I was saying something to her and. All of a sudden, it was as if I had been grabbed by my feet, wrapped a rope around my feet, and I basically just fell like a banana with my head going down first, and I couldn't even brace myself. It happened so fast. So basically, my <laughs> arms, I think, locked up on my sides. And my, my, I think it was my left boob hit the ground first. And then my feet just went right up over my head. So literally, mid-sentence, I fell like a banana to the ground. And, uh... Basically, what had happened <laughs> was one of my shoelace loops um, caught on to the other, shoe. the other shoe, the latch. So, um, yeah, I did not see it coming, but I knew exactly what had happened. And Jacoby could not stop laughing. And Carl was slightly concerned at first. Um, going, once... rushing over, going, are you okay? And Yakobi just couldn't stop laughing. And I couldn't say anything, but my shoelaces, <laughs> my damned shoelaces. So she's on her belly on the ground, looking up with her sunglasses <laughs> crooked on her face now, just like, my shoelaces. 
we were like, what happened? Oh, my God. It was as if someone had a remote for her legs and just, yeah. like, hit. Stopped them working. Off, and yeah. she just instantly fell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just rolled like a banana. And then, oh, my God. Once we realized, well, at least once I realized she was fine, it was <laughs> hilarious. But Yeah, we all three could not stop laughing about this. And it, the funny thing is, is that I'm not the most graceful person. I'll be the first one to admit it. But after hundreds and hundreds of miles and walking up and down mountains and conquering this trail, the flattest bit of road or tarmac or whatever you want to call it, it was like, no, why? Why on this little bit that I'm going to, you know, fall down? And it was literally, I had my backpack on my back and there was no stopping me from just flying forward it was like it yeah, propelled we were, me forward i was just confused because i was like what could you have possibly tripped on we're not like <laughs> in the forest there's no sticks we're yeah. on this road that's just flat as can be it's mm-hmm. straight there was no curves that yeah yeah but once we realized what had happened it was just hilarious and so literally we were laughing the entire day long thinking back to me falling like a banana on this flat bit of road yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. But um yeah, so we booked this albergue, um, except for Canute I think had found a different one that night and we had ended up meeting a couple guys who were walking together from Rhode Island. We had seen them the earlier States. on in the Camino. They yeah. were with a large group. Yeah, they but were. We didn't really uh they were more of a familiar face. We hadn't actually chatted with them at this point because of yeah. how large their group was. They were just kind of doing their own thing. And yeah. um, But here it was just the two of the guys versus their whole group. Yeah, I think they were probably the ones that had continued on from Santiago and maybe some of the group stayed behind or maybe left. Uh, but anyways, yeah, their names were Jim and Ray, and they were super friendly and really nice guys. And so it was nice to get to know them a little bit and... Um, this night I ended up going out to the grocery store with Jacoby and we picked up some stuff to cook back in the albergue because they had a kitchen and we made a, this big pasta dinner and it was pretty nice to, you know, have some meals to cook ourselves or, you know, just to save a little bit of money from the average kind of 10 euro dinner that they would offer you at the albergues. But yeah, so this night was pretty difficult for me because I was missing my cousin's wedding so um I think I was just kind of out of it to be honest I was just in my head kind of thinking about missing family and everybody getting together and you know so it was I don't know it was a pretty tough and then you're not there yeah exactly I'm not there and so I think I had some crying moments and just time to myself and um yeah just reflective but yeah that yeah. was it once we got dinner going i swear like we just plated dinner and then ashley rolled up oh yeah and, and we had extras too so yeah, we're we like, had, oh, like thank enough God. for a full plate we're like oh you made it we just finished with dinner do you want to play and she was like oh sure that'd be great so yeah um yeah i think because you were feeling emotional you weren't that hungry so no i hardly ate 
Yeah, anyway, so uh, that was day 39, which would put us to day 40 the next day, which is going to be from where we were in Negrera to Olverora. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it was something like that. Olverora, I don't know. Something yeah, like that. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, but it was a 33.1 kilometer stage, or 20.6 miles, so it's a pretty long pretty long day ahead of us um and it was also the 4th of July which is significant to us here in the United States apparently <laughs> not so much in Spain but no but we did have Jim and Ray who we had you know met the night before who uh are also from the US and yeah we kind of celebrated a little bit later on so this day the morning of in our albergue, it was kind of odd because there were a couple people outside, um, out front that were trying to get in, and it was early as hell. It was like six thirty, yeah, and we were still getting ready for the day inside. Yeah, mm -hmm. we yeah. were getting ready to walk, and there were these weird people who were pretty intoxicated, wanting to try to get into our albergue. <laughs> They had mentioned they were trying to get soda out of the vending machine that was inside. And they were clearly fucked up still. Yeah. And it's 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And we were like, we're sorry, man. We can't let you in. Yeah. And we were like, you know, again, they're speaking Spanish. And we're trying to relate to them with what Spanish the group knew. Yeah. And we were like, well... If you give us the money, we'll go in and we'll get the soda for you, but we can't let you in, man. Yeah. And uh, they just didn't want it. They just wanted to come in. We were like, this doesn't feel right. No, mm -hmm. you're staying outside. We'll get you your soda if that's what you really want, but that's the best we can do for you. Yeah. So that apparently wasn't enough for whatever they were, their reason or whatever they were really trying to do, or if they were just messed up and didn't know what they were doing, uh, they just kind of carried on. So. Yeah, and Carl said they were kind of weird and giggly. They were, yeah, it just <laughs> felt weird. <laughs> they were just super giggly. And you want to describe how giggly they were? I don't know how to describe it anyway. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. I don't know. Just being silly. Being silly gooses. Yeah, so we left uh, pretty early. Uh, it was just before sunup. Uh, it was really foggy. Um, but we kind of got lost on the way out of town. That's the thing with the towns, too, is you have a higher tendency, I think, to get lost because there's all the, a lot of the times you're walking down sidewalks or roads, and there's you know obviously more than one road. There's multiple ways of going versus yeah. if you're on the trail, it's very apparent where you're going. There's one trail. Yeah. But if you're in town, you're kind of like, well, there we come to an intersection, and well, which way do we turn? I don't see an arrow. Yeah. And by default, usually it's just go straight, but it's not always that clear. Mm -mm. This is very easy to get lost in towns versus if you're just on a trail. Yeah, and it was really foggy that morning, so yeah. it was like hard to see things, and it was still pretty dark. So yeah, it was. It was hard to find our way this morning. Yeah, so we got a bit lost uh, heading out. We ended up walking alongside this river, and uh, it was so it was us and Jacoby. I think mm -hmm. Jim and Ray kind of went it earlier. Yeah, they had gone earlier. But yeah, we you know eventually found our way, and um, 
you know, the fog had burned off, the sun had come up, it was a nice, really pretty day, and, um, it was one of the prettiest stretches on the whole Camino, which was the beginning, and it was just through a lot of, like, almost like a tunnel through a forest, is what it felt like, mm -hmm. just this ancient trail, and it's just surrounded, yeah, by this, like, small little foresty section. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember a lot of rock walls that day. Yeah. They were all, you know, just... I mean, you can't even, like, imagine how old they are, too. Because you think just all of the stones have been put there who knows how long ago. And right. they're basically just covered in growth. Right. Like, in moss and leaves and, you You know, just feel like you're back in time or something. You do. Man. You feel like you've stepped back in time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after, you know, we made our way through that section, uh, we kind of popped out on the like road and then sidewalk and more road and it just ended up being a ton of tarmac that we were yeah. walking on. And I mean, it's a 33 kilometer stage. Yeah. So, I mean, by the end of the day, our feet were, my feet were just screaming. I felt like my feet were going to pop. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a weird feeling it is so when you like my feet feel like they're gonna explode and yeah. every step is just excruciating. Difficult. Yeah, but at one point uh, I'd caught up with Jim and Ray and uh, there was a few others and Whit was behind. I think Jacoby was behind, and so I was kind of walking with them and we had rounded this corner and this car just like swerve. I don't want to say swerve, but definitely was on coming to us around mm -hmm. this bend and they weren't paying attention or something and almost like hit these couple girls mm. and then just like slammed on the brakes and we were like what the hell yeah what's your problem like watch where you're going and we mm -hmm. were just like yeah it was a pretty freaky moment um you just have to be careful and be really aware of like what side of the road you're walking on and over there, they drive on the right-hand side of the road. So you have to... you got to walk facing traffic, for sure. You yeah. want to see what's coming at you, you versus getting sideswiped from behind. However, when you come into corners, it's kind of tricky. Yeah, it's, it's almost really like you dangerous. got to cross the road. Because to... you do... You don't want to go into a blind corner. And you don't... You know, you don't want to be on the opposite side of the road if you're turning, you know, into... Uh, say, if you're turning left into yeah. a corner you don't want to be on the left side because it could come around the corner and exactly. be like coming right at you and they're not going to notice and they're not going to notice so you'll have to like cross over and then cross back so um, you have to be really conscious of you really do where you're at as far as being on the road yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i don't want to like generalize but they just drive crazy there <laughs> And I remember actually hearing the story with this group uh, after this had happened with us almost getting hit. Actually, me, Jay, and Rim. Jay and Rim. <laughs> that would suck if your name was Rim. Think of the jokes <laughs> for you. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Jim and Ray. <laughs> or Rim J. <laughs> Gross. I'm sorry. 
sorry, Mike. You set it up. <laughs> anyway, we almost didn't get hit by the car, but the gals that were with the group, uh, they almost did. Anyway, after that had happened, um, Ray and Jim had mentioned that with the big group that they were in, that one of the gals in their group almost got hit by a car the day going into Santiago. And this car had, like, someone had fallen asleep and, like, plowed into this side barrier, um, like one of those metal, you know, road siding things. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, if that hadn't have been there, they said it totally would have just plowed into her and, like, her couple friends damn and it was just this young younger group of kids and mm-hmm. yeah if that barrier hadn't have been there they totally would have just gotten taken out yeah you have to be super so. cautious of that when you're walking for sure yeah um but yeah we were we kind of we just kept feeling like we were getting closer and closer to the ocean you could feel it in the air you could you could like smell the salt in the air and it was just so exciting that just we like, were almost there the air has a like salty water dampness to it yeah, versus just like sure. rain dampness. Yeah, definitely. So that was pretty exciting that we were we were nearly to the end of the world. You're just getting yeah, just closer and closer to the to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, we were uh anyway, by the end of the day with uh, how long it was and how much road we had been walking on, we were really glad to get to the albergue and uh, just take our shoes off and stop walking on yeah. the freaking road. It was so nice. So we we booked a couple beds, um, and we had the same place as Jacoby, and then Ray and Jim, and Ashley had showed up later. Um, there was our was she from Denmark, Emily. Uh, Emily is from Sweden. Sweden, okay. Yeah, so Emily yeah, she was uh, there, ended up being there. Your sister, then. Oh <laughs> yeah, people were like, "Are you sisters?" Yeah, we both have short blonde hair. And like rounder faces. Cute so. little round faces. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not, but could yeah. be. So, yeah, we were just hanging out at these tables out front and having a couple of drinks. Uh, and then this guy walked up, and his name was Dave, and he was from the States as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started, you know, introducing each other. And turns out he had done this, like, you know, we had mentioned we were from Boise, and... Uh, he was like, oh, I've done like this triathlon sort of thing in Poise. And we we're like, really? It's just a, when you're all the way across the world and you meet this person that's from, you know, and it's not like San Francisco or LA where it's like no. a big city. It's just Boise's like, Boise is small. I mean, it's a bigger city, but it's definitely s- small in a multitude of ways and kind of off the map. Mm-hmm. Um, where Man. even people in the states are like, oh, you're from Idaho. That's uh, that's by the Mississippi or something. You're like, no, that's Ohio. That's Iowa. Or Iowa. <laughs> Either of it's those weird. we get confused with. So how many local or yeah. you know people from the states don't even know they're on geo? They're like, oh, that's near New York, right? And I'm like, nope, on no. the complete opposite side of the country. Or by Montana. <laughs> but anyways. Anyway, yeah, um, so. so yeah, it's just kind of a small world moment. Yeah, we had a nice day there, you know, soaking up some rays oh, and drinking nice. some beers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just... it was fun. But, uh, yeah, the I guess the conversation kind of led to a pretty fun night, and it picked up a teeny bit in the uh, gym. I think they were the ones that had mentioned it was 4th of July. I don't even think it really I, caught on. Cause, I you didn't know, even n- remember. Because, you know, there's obviously no red, white, and blue nope. flags everywhere. Nope. nope, you don't see any of that um, shit. 
But they were like, country. hey, it's 4th of July. Yeah, and we're like, oh, oh, yeah, shit, it, it is. is. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's buy some shots. And so they had uh, purchased these red, white, and blue shots. I have no idea what sort of liquid made them those colors, but it I'm was kind like of liqueurs. scared. Yeah, they it were. It was like a coconutty one. It, it was like weird. a blueberry i don't know yeah but. and so they they had initiated the shot taking and we were all like yeah sure and you know i don't know said happy fourth or something yeah something like that <laughs> but yeah it was just a funny moment it was it was just like celebrating your country's They're, independence day in another country with some weird shots yeah they were fun guys well yeah they were a lot of fun but yeah it was pretty much uh we hit the hay after that and um yeah, so this would have been day 41 the next day, which was from Olveroa. I can... It just Ol looks weird. Olveroa. It's like my mouth doesn't want to make those sounds together. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, so we went from there to the coast uh, yeah. to Finisterre. Or they call it Fistera. Yeah. There. Which is the end of the world and it's a 31.2 kilometer stage or 19.4 miles so another pretty decent day yeah and uh i remember walking with Jacoby a lot this day um we had stopped at a cafe but carl kind of continued on we just wanted a little bit of breakfast and maybe some coffee some caffeine to yeah. fuel us and i was um, ready to go so i kept going yeah so we got separated but it was all good it was a really pretty walk Oh my god! Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Really pretty morning. Um, I remember it was a bit of a slow start because everyone was just stopping to take photos mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just enjoying the beautiful scenery. Yeah. And um, yeah, after uh, Jacoby and Wit stopped at the cafe, and I kept going. I was by myself for a good while. And then ended up catching up to Jim and Ray and Emily. So we yeah. all stopped and took our bags off and just enjoyed the view. And we're like, there it is, guys. You know, that's, that's the end. And mm -hmm. it's like you'd gone all this way. And you. it was almost, uh, I don't know, you think about where you started. And you're like, I just walked across this entire country all mm -hmm. the way to the ocean. Yeah. So it was a pretty cool moment. So we were just, uh, just parked out and just kind of... Yeah, just had a moment to chill and enjoy the the view. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. This Because um, Carl was ahead of us with everybody else. Yukobi and I just kind of walked together, you know. And I remember there was this guy walking with his dog. And that kind of surprised us. And we're like, oh, shit. That's like one of the first dogs that we've seen walking it. You know, he had little packs on his back and stuff. And I almost felt slightly bad for the dog. Because I'm like, how good is it for your dog to be walking <laughs> a Camino when we feel like our feet are busted, yeah, you know, like how, sure. how long are your days and how long are your, you know, how many rest stops do you take? I don't know. I just well, felt like slightly concerned for the dog. Totally. I, like, I mean, oh. it's like, Oh, it's cool. You want to do this, but yeah. does your dog really want to do this? <laughs> does your dog hate you right day? now? I mean, is your dog just being tortured? Right yeah, now? exactly. So we had the thought, but, um, yeah, to see the ocean after so long of, you know, just wanting to get there it was pretty surreal it was pretty awesome yeah but yeah i remember walking down into this next city um the city's called c um c e e that's how you spell it yeah so it's uh c which is by the sea yeah 
Um, but I remember it was really, really steep uh, walking down into this city. So Yeah, from that um, viewpoint, you yeah. basically walk down into sea. And it's a lot of loose rocks, so you kind of have to be careful, but you don't want to go slow because your knees are going to hate you. So you kind of have but to... But you don't want to slip. But you don't want to slip. So it was a little tricky getting down into the city. But that's where Jacoby and I uh, took a break and... We kind of wandered through the city a little bit. There were tons of, fl it was like a big flea market going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So just anything, like tables and stuff for sale all yeah, over. Anything you wanted, you could probably find in this flea market. But we just stopped at a restaurant there and had some lunch. And I think uh, we tried to find Carl, but couldn't find him anywhere. So we just assumed that he kind of kept going. Yeah. So. And um, basically, in into sea was where Jim and Ray and Emily and them they wanted to stop also for lunch, and I was feeling pretty good. I just I don't know what it was. I just wanted to keep going. I was just enjoying it, and so I carried on. So I was back by myself again, um, but it wasn't a very well marked town or city or whatever, and so I got a bit lost, and I mean I knew where we were ending was. Uh, you know, finished there, which was, you know, on the coast. So I figured, you know, I got to be close to the trail because basically we're just going to be skirting the coast until we yeah. get to this other, you know, end point. Yeah. We got but, lost going out of that city too. Yeah. I, I could yeah. not find a marker and yeah, I just was... kept coming across more forks in the road and I just didn't want to get more lost and have mm -hmm. to backtrack even further. So I asked yeah. the local and they kind of pointed me in the right direction. So then I knew where I was. And at this point I was like, all right, well, I'll, all stuff for lunch and so i had some like snacky stuff in my pack so i just kind of had a quick snack and then kept going yeah but um yeah walking out of sea uh you basically come up and over this mountain and uh yeah you just go through like other little really small villages um uh, just along the coast and it's just super pretty and uh <laughs> I'm just walking and all of a sudden Canute comes charging up right behind me and just flies right by. And he's, you know, <laughs> twisting his wrist, listening to whatever he's bon listening Jovi. to. Bon Jovi. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's got his headphones on and just charging like a maniac. I don't understand how he's walking so fast with how heavy his pack was. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, he just uh, left me in the dust and uh, I thought I was doing pretty decent I, was just, I almost had this like com competitive like feeling of like i'm gonna keep up and then i was just like you know what go on man I, i'm yeah, gonna hurt hell myself no, i'm gonna kill myself yeah uh-huh yeah so we went through a couple little villages and then uh you get through this little foresty bit and it comes around this bend where it curves to the right and there in the distance you can see finish there and there's like a beach and basically the whole city is just like an outcrop of the land and you can just see it straight ahead in the distance and yeah. uh, you're like that's where I gotta go that's that's the end yeah well at least the end for then for then yeah but yeah, I mean it's the like day. there's the zero kilometer marker yeah, there's that's true. Uh, it's the end of the world um, that's what, it's what they known used as. to call it back in the day because I think do. it's like the the most western point of like Europe isn't it as far as like connected europe mm, yeah I or at least they, so. that's what they thought yeah. whether it is or not that's what they thought so that's yeah. what they kind of dubbed it yeah i think there might i was told that there might be an outcrop south of there that's just a little bit a little further, further west but they 
when they had, you know, walked to Finisterre, Fistera, uh, after Santiago, that's what they were like. Oh, that's end awesome. Of the world. This is the end of the world. So it's pretty sweet. When they thought the earth was flat still, and I was like, <laughs> there's nothing know. past that. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. But yeah, so that was um, Carl walking into Finisterre, and we we had uh, Jacoby and I had been walking pretty much the whole day together. Um, but yeah, we had um, just walked up this hill, and it pops you out right onto a road, and we had ran into two nudies. <laughs> Little nudies. They were completely naked and enjoying some sun, and. Yeah, that was just kind of like a, oh, oh, hello, you're naked. <laughs> um, they had a V-dub bus, and so it just seemed like, um, it almost kind of seemed, kind of seemed. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting all blue, blurry. Um, it kind of seemed like you had stepped back into the 70s, you know, just like hippie love, freedom, nudies in a hippie van. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, so we kept continuing on, and we ran into, uh, it kind of, the trail kind of dumps you off into this beach, and it's basically the beach of Finisterre, and that's where one we... Of, one of two or, beaches. Yeah, one of a couple of them, but we uh, ran into Carl on that beach, and I think Yakobi was basically just done, so she cracked on for the day. She just um, wanted to get to her over again. Yeah, and probably, like, shower and eat and all that stuff, but, yeah, so... I went into the ocean because uh, I know that Carl had already been there by yeah. the look of him. So I had uh, once I had rolled up into the, or you could, yeah you kind of walked down into the beach area, and so I was by myself at this point, and this was like the end. The town was just a bit further; it was like another kilometer or something. And uh, the water just looked so inviting, and oh. it was a pretty hot day. It was a hot day. And I was like, well, there's, I think I sat and like waited for a minute, and they still hadn't shown up, so I was like, you know, I just want to jump in that water. It looks too good to pass up. Yeah. And I had seen this little hut, uh, like a little shack hut thing, and there were some lifeguards there. And, you know, the thing is, I was by myself, and I was like, well, I don't want to just leave my bag. So I walked up to the two lifeguards there's just some younger guys and try to relay in spanish is if it's okay if i you know leave my bag here while i go you know jump in the water and uh they basically got the gist of what i was trying to say so they okayed it so uh yeah i, I walked in the hut dropped off my bag threw on i don't even think i threw on like swimming trunks i think i just went in my underwear and just hopped in the water and did you pull a nudie I pulled a nudie. No, but there was a ton of uh, people yeah. and kids, so not appropriate. Yeah. But yeah, I had uh, hopped in the water and swam for a bit. It was cool, but um, it felt nice. Yeah, and it was a gorgeous spot, you know. Oh, my and God, and it was just sunny and so, yeah. beautiful. Uh, there's a little, another little hut up on the end of the beach where they would sell, like, snacks or ice creams or drinks or whatever. So I just went up there and had a beer. And just waited for Witten Yacobi that came up, which was, I think, about an hour later you guys had uh, made your way down. From that beach, you know, after swimming and drying off and kind of soaking up some sun, we uh, continued on. And uh, Zahn, we had uh, gone with her recommendation on an albergue, and it was really nice. I'm glad that we went with it. And uh, we had booked just a private room, so 
It was just the two mm-hmm. of us in the one room, which was nice. And it had this really gorgeous view of the ocean. And, I mean, it might have been a little bit more expensive than an albergue, you know. But it we was... We felt we earned it. Yeah, it was worth it treating ourselves to get to this point. ourselves every now and then. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't like five star, but it no. was definitely nicer than normal. Oh, yeah, it was nice. White sheets and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, we um we were in the lobby and we ran into Omar. Omar from way back when, what day felt like a one. lifetime ago. Yeah, we met that dude on day one, climbing out of the Pyrenees. And we hadn't seen him in Santiago. We hadn't seen nope. him in weeks. The and last... all of a sudden, here he is in the lobby. And we're like, Omar! Yeah. I think he was from Seattle, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I want to say he was. I want to say the last time we saw him was heading into Pamplona. So that was literally first week. I want to say it was, no, it was after that, but it was like a few stages after. I mean, it feels like a long time since we even talked about it on the podcast for yeah, how long. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember when we saw him last. But yeah, that was kind of crazy. And for me, I was like, oh my God, yeah, we'll take your email and we'll hook up later. And it was, there's so much going on and there's a lot of people to connect with. And we, you know... Ended up going out to dinner with a handful of other people, and I totally let it slip and didn't contact him to go out to dinner, and yeah. I felt so bad. I was like, shit. Well, that's the thing, too, is like a lot of people that end in Santiago, they'll wait and hang around for other people to finish, yeah. and so you reconnect with a lot of faces, and it's the same way with Finisterre. It's like yeah. a lot of people get there, and then they hang yeah. out. I mean, one, it's just an awesome, beautiful little beach town. Yeah. And I didn't a lot of people hang out there for a few days or longer. and Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, whether it's from decompressing or just enjoying the small town for what it is. Mm-hmm. And so you do meet up with a lot of people. And yeah, for sure. So that was kind of an unexpected moment to run into him again. Yeah. And I wish I would have contacted him, but, you know. Sorry, Omar. Sorry, Omar. Nothing personal. Yeah. Yeah, um, we ended up going out to dinner with a pretty decent group again mm-hmm. um it was zon and Jacoby, and then jim and ray joined us as well mm-hmm. and then knut ashley uh emily and our aussie friend john were all at this uh kind of seafood yeah it was like a right restaurant. on the water it was right in front of their pier yeah so, it was yeah. like a there was a ton of different restaurants too and they all seemingly sold the same things and uh, <laughs> so it's like well i don't know which one to choose yeah you're like which one I feel like there's a lot of competition yeah but. we just picked one of them randomly but they had really good food there yeah we Luckily. tried uh what's called navaja de afatar which is razor clams for the first time oh my god were they delicious? They are so good. I've never, I never even knew they were a thing no, until didn't. I was like, "Oh, these are crazy!" I had and no idea. So we tried them, and holy shit, they were good. They are so good. They're basically like the shell of the clam is like a pencil or yeah. like pen, mm-hmm. and it's split in half and opened, and so you have this like long, kind of phallic-looking clam <laughs> thing, and yeah. But, oh, my God, are they good. Yeah, they're so good. But we were joking that they kind of look like... Monkey dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they look... They're weird. You're like, yeah, but yeah. then you try and you're like, oh, my God, I don't even yeah, care. If I don't care like what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Gross. I wish 
would not eat something if it was hum- <laughs> human-sized penis. Gross. <laughs> yeah, the, the thinness of it makes it easier to, to swallow. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I went off the rails real yeah, fast. Yeah, you did. We're getting dirty <laughs> in the end episode. Um, explicit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good thing we marked it explicit. But no, they were super good. They were um, awesome. But they were yeah, a bit so pricey, but again, we were like, oh, we whatever. earned them. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. But we ended up um, leaving there and... We, we heard about this hippie beach. Yeah, we were told to go to this hippie beach. there are two beaches there yeah. and one's on either side mm-hmm. of uh, this outcrop that is finished there. Yeah, and we were told on the other one, the hippie beach, you're going to get the best sunset. Yeah, it's well, the other one's on the other side and it's right. good for sunrise. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, we went to this hippie beach. I remember Ashley and I ran off and tried grabbing a bottle of wine before we got out there. Because we were trying to rush kind of rushed there too because yeah. we were like well the sun's going down and yeah. we still got a it took like a good 30 45 minutes to get there yeah mm-hmm. and um good, so good we're walk. trying to make it there for a sunset mm-hmm. so yeah we uh get down to the beach and i think the sun was setting as we're walking up yeah and um there were several of us i think everybody all of us from dinner had made our yeah. way over there and uh, this is where we sparked that J. <laughs> yeah, as so, per request. Yeah, so we... Um, passed it around. We passed it around. And, well, I guess we can say who asked us, right? She said she didn't Hey, you talked to her. So, anyways, she told us it's all right if, uh, you know, we let you know who it was that requested it. But it was, so it was Zahn who asked us to get it for her, because she said that she had tried it once before, and it never worked. She tried it a couple times before, and she's never actually gotten hired. Yeah, exactly. Is her so, uh, statement. Yeah, so we're like, oh, well, let's, you know, let's do it, and we'll see what happens. And so we all, you know, smoke a little bit, and we're enjoying the time, and of course, you know, you're treating yourself. You deserved it, and um, yeah, so she said that nothing she still didn't feel anything, but... Pictures, however, <laughs> might prove otherwise. Well, we can just debate it until the cows come home, she, but... <laughs> yeah, she stands firm in her belief that nothing happened. Yeah, but, she does. But we all had a great time, yes. and we let loose a little bit. I personally got high as a kite, because I don't smoke that yeah, much. I don't so either anymore. I was just like, woo! But uh, I also was... Yeah. Just, yeah Which, um... Don't mind doing it when it's, you know, good place, good people, you know, good moment. But for me, I, I'm i a pretty personable person. I like to talk, and that just kind of puts me into a, you don't need to talk. What are you saying? Does it sound stupid? I don't know what I'm thinking. Kind of paranoid. I'm like, oh, I've been quiet for 10 <laughs> minutes in my own head. <laughs> Judging myself on stupid shit that doesn't matter. When I should just be enjoying the moment where I am with all these lovely people and I want to talk with everyone and have a good time. And I was going inward, which I didn't really care for. But, you know, it was a good time. It was a good moment. And shared a bottle of wine, shared some laughs. I know there was this Irish guy <laughs> that was there who got attacked by a beetle bug or something. There's this huge black thing. beetle thing, and this thing was like... 
It was out for blood, man. It was just going directly for his face, and he would just scream and start swatting his arms in there because this thing was like beelining for his face. And uh, he was just freaking out and screaming, well, and, and then it, it was... flew off, and then it came back with just yeah. like, like a peregrine falcon would like dive bomb a pigeon or something. This thing was just like go straight for, like over and over this guy's face, and it was the funniest thing. And I was just cracking up, losing my shit. And I was high as a kite, so I was looking over, and I didn't see the beetle for a little bit, and I thought you guys were just fucking with him and being like, "Look at this thing attacking you," no. and he's like, "Oh my." I was like, don't be mean to him. But I I did not know (laughs) that an actual beetle was attacking him. It was hilarious, man. (laughs) And I mean, I would have been freaking out, too, because the thing was huge. And he was probably high, too. So it was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, so it was just funny times, too. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it was just a really good night. And we were just hanging out, just cracking up and enjoying Mm. each other's company and just Mm. on the beach at sunset. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, we had all headed back and I think that we were kind of wandering on the paths, everybody kind of in their own different ways. I was probably still somewhat high and ended up at a cafe with a uh, Canute and we grabbed a couple beers and chatted about life. And that was, we had some good conversations and Carl ended up back at the albergue, which I, I think there was just some miscommunication. Yeah. And- or a misdirection. I just didn't know where uh, I was probably going. Probably a bit of a probably lot of a, things. a little bit of both, but yeah. So um, that was a good end to the night chatting with Canute. But yeah, so this next day would have been just down day or a zero day. Um, just enjoying finished there. Yep, yeah, handcuffed to a chair, spinning in circles. <laughs> zero day. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we decided to walk to the end of the world this day. Which okay. is basically like the furthest point of Finisterre, where there's like yeah. a, is it a lighthouse? Yeah. Is it yeah. still active? Um, it's almost like a small museum now. Yeah, yeah. I think it might still be active, actually. But yeah, this is where everybody goes to um, the rocks, and they, I don't know where the tradition started, but they burn some something of their own at the end. Sometimes they burn all their shit. Or sometimes like they burn all their of shoes, it. their yeah. shirt, um, and they just... It's almost like a ceremonial burning of, yeah, like... of, like, material possessions. Like, well, you made it, you, your pilgrimage is complete, just yeah. get rid of everything and start anew or yeah, something. kind of. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, it was... I think they're slightly discouraging it now just because the sheer volume of pilgrims. I'm sure they end up with just a lot of shit floating in their ocean right totally. there. Totally. I mean, I get so. it because sometimes not everything burns and you're yeah. like, there's this half-charged shoe and like some <laughs> nasty socks that are half-burned. You're like, like, well, now that shit's just sitting here. And one boob cup of a bra. Yeah. It's just like, well, the wire of the bra is still <laughs> point out from yeah. half of the other cup, too. And Yeah. So you're like, okay, well. So just um, like a bunch of trash that yeah, accumulates because people leave it then. It's and you're weird. Just like, well. Pick up your shit. Yeah. Carl and I kind of have the attitude of uh, leave no trace. Totally. So we didn't burn anything, but. No. Um, we still had a lot to go. Yeah, So exactly. we needed all our gear. <laughs> we, we needed our stuff for the rest of our travels. Um, but Yakobi said she went to the end of the earth or end of the world for sunrise for sunrise. Yeah. And she said it was amazing. So that would have been pretty cool, but I don't know that we yeah. would have wanted to have gotten up that early. It's a pretty decent walk too. I think it it's, is. uh, what three. is it? Like three K five, six. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I it's think a it decent, is. Yeah, it's like it takes six or seven K actually. Like over an hour to yeah, walk there. That's true. 
to the outpoint, out outcrop, whatever. Outpot? <laughs> the outpot. I don't know what I'm trying to the say. The outpot. But, um, yeah, I mean, we still were in the mode of uh, no transportation. You could get a ride there or a cab, but we were mm-hmm. like, no, we're still just we're 100% it. on we're our feet. Hoofing it. But so, that day um, was pretty chill. Yeah, so we just did that, and then um, we just hung out and chilled pretty mellow, and um, we went to the pilgrim's office there and finished there and you kind of get like a compostela like the mini one for just a small three-day stretch from santiago to there just to another certificate validate that you've done that for Mm -hmm. sure because we're still getting stamps and stuff so i bought my favorite pair of flowy like pants at one of the hammer pants yeah They aren't hammer pants. They're kind of hammer pants. Kind of, but no. Did this, you see a lot of people wearing them there, and I think they're really popular. And I get it, because they look super they comfortable. Are, it's like a sleeping bag. If you wanted to tuck your feet up in there, you got your own little sleeping bag. Totally. But they're nice little travel pants. So we continued on the next day to Mushia. Yeah, so this is day 43, the last day of Camino walking. <laughs> which was... <laughs> Emotional and yeah, uh, kind of hard to take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's from Finisterre to Mushia, which was a decent stretch as well. It's uh, 28 and a half kilometers or uh, just under 20 miles. Yeah. Which altogether, this being the last day from St. John was uh, 904 kilometers or 562 massive miles. That was pretty decent. It's a good stretch. It was a good walk. Um, but walking into Mushia, it was Yakobi, Carl, and I. It was a pretty wet and rainy day, so we kind of had to bust out the the rain gear and the ponchos yeah. or whatever we had to kind of cover the bags, rain covers. Yeah. Um, I remember Yakobi had this really like light kind of trash bag of a poncho. And it was yellow. It was like bright yellow. And she kind of looked like a Teletubby. (laughs) (laughs) When she had it on her. I remember taking a photo. It was pretty funny. Um, But we had all ran into uh, Mark, our LSD enlightened friend. Yeah. (laughs) He had acquired several more feathers in his cap. Oh, it was rimmed with feathers. He was on cloud nine still. Yeah. Or however much higher you can get on clouds. He was up there. But, but yeah, um, he was a good guy. I think guy. he was walking the opposite way, wasn't he? We, like, crossed paths. He was, paths. yeah, he was I think he there. went from Mush- He did the, the loop the opposite, opposite way. way. So yeah. he was heading to Finisterre while we were going to where he just came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, uh, yeah, because there was a point in the loop where you can split, where you can go left to Finisterre or right to Mushia. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see him again. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we stopped for lunch. Uh... Probably around halfway or so. There's this really nice uh, hotel or also restaurant. And we saw John there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we... Man, we bumped into that guy all the time. John was along for the ride, man. We met him first with Gemma back in, like, Nahara or something. That was, like, maybe not even a weekend. But just how randomly we just, like, bumped into him at, like, the oddest of places. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, John's here. Go figure. Hey, John. And so. <laughs> it was almost like John was just always around. Yeah. It was John awesome. John was just there. Love so. John. Yeah. Nicest guy ever. Yeah. But, um, yes, we had lunch there and um, kind of 
stayed out of the rain and dried off a little bit and just took a break. I think Jacoby had gone on, Carl had gone on, and we were all kind of walking at our own pace for a while. And <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I had started pacing up with this gal from, I think she said she had been walking from the Netherlands, but she was from South Africa. Uh, her name was Alice, and it was crazy to have been walking for, like, 43 days, and you feel all accomplished, and you're just like, yeah, I feel proud, I'm awesome, I did this crazy amount, and you're just kind of, like, building yourself up a little bit, and I love it, because the universe just has a way of humbling you, and the way that the universe humbled me this day was I ran into Alice, started hearing about her story, and she had been walking for four months at this point. And it was her last day. So yeah, all for the me... All the way from the Netherlands. All the way from the Netherlands. And I was just like, holy shit. Okay, I'm not so special. <laughs> you know, it was just... I mean, I am, but I'm not. So it's just a way of, uh, you know, balancing your ego and how you... Uh, do tend to get all like, yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm great. And then you're like, oh, oh, whoa, you're awesome. You're great, you know. So it yeah. was just kind of one of those moments uh, for me. Uh, but it was nice hearing, you know, Alice's story and getting to know her for a little bit. And I think she ended up, you know, stopping to take a picture of a cow and we separated or something like that. But, um, oh, my God, I totally forgot until this moment that Yukobi loves cows. They were oh, like her that. little spirit animal. And they were the entire way long. There were cows. And it might have been why she started cacao. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. But anyways, that just reminded me of it. Uh, when I would see good cows, I'm like, oh, Yakobi probably stopped and really liked this one. <laughs> but I think that on the walk into Mushia, uh, that was like the last 2K. I think all I did was cry. Yeah, because you pass the little markers, and it's just like 5K, mm -hmm. 3K, mm -hmm. and you're knowing that this is like this, this is our end. This, this is, is actually the end of our Camino. Where we've been, this is 43 days, mm -hmm. and this is like the final moments. Yeah, and, and so... And it's done. Yeah, I did not... I wasn't ready to stop. I wanted to keep going. I just... I did not want to stop walking. See, I had a part of that, too, where, like, I wanted to keep going also, but part of me was, like, we're doing this world trip, and we've spent so much time now in Spain, where I was, like, I'm I'm, I'm ready for, like, another country. I'm ready yeah. to, like, go elsewhere. Yeah. So there was a big part of me that um, was kind of pulling me in that direction as well, that I was just ready to yeah. keep traveling, traveling, you know, like, let's, let's, uh, let's make some big moves and go to another country or something. But I yeah, part of me wanted to keep going. We kind of differ. I was glad to be done also. Yeah, we differ in that sense too because I kind of feel like I'm slightly more just appreciative of the moments and you're like, what's next? <laughs> you're like a little, you know, you're like, all right, what are we doing? What are, where are we going? And thinking ahead, which is, I love it because it's like good for planning and stuff. But for me, I'm like, look at the trees and oh my God, this leaf and like, I'm very much like right here and where am I? What am I looking at? What are we doing? I'd love to keep going and this feeling is great. And you're, 
But yeah. Well, where are we going tomorrow? I know. Where are we going tomorrow? What, what country are we going to go to? Yeah. So, but it's, it, I mean, it's balance, you know? For sure. I, uh, once we got into Mushia and I was kind of done sobbing, uh, I sat on this rock wall and I think I had managed to get ahead from everybody and so I was just kind of waiting for everybody to roll in just right in front of the pier and or the docks and there was a Spanish man who came up and he was totally your just kind of stereotypical Spanish man very weathered wrinkled you know face had a little um old-timey cap on and you know the just his whole outfit was pretty uh pretty cute and quaint and he just started talking to me in Spanish and I was like oh my god um, I can only pick up, like, every other thing that you're saying, but I'm going to try to communicate with you. And I think he was just asking me, like, about my experience. How many days did you walk? And I was able to, you know, pop out an answer. And I it was nice because it was like I was communicating with him um, in the best that I could. And I felt a little bit more confident with my Spanish at that point. So it was pretty cool to be able to communicate with this guy. And he was just there for a split second, but it was, like, it enriched the moment and... It's awesome. Then he just kind of took off on his bike. <laughs> I was like, all right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome when you can actually get by and communicate with the locals and like totally. their own language. And there's this deep sense of connection with a faraway, totally. foreign, really foreign person. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, where otherwise you'd never like, been I able to know. cross his path, you know? And then uh, for my walk-in, I was... Basically by myself, I had hung back. I I had burned through a pair of socks, so I had to stop and change socks because I had this hole in mine and it was just uncomfortable. Um, so I walked in alone, but yeah, it was just sunny, and you're just walking on the sidewalk, uh, watching you know the kilometer markers go lower and lower, and uh, the ocean's there on your left the whole way in. And I just had this, like, deep sense of completion. Yeah. Where I just, like, I made it. Yeah. I'm here. Like, it's right there. I just did this entire stretch. And yeah. It, it just felt special. really good. Yeah. Yeah, so we got in, and um, there's another Compostela, mm -hmm. which is uh, at the small pilgrim's office there as well. So yeah, we and got another one. Yeah, it's pretty cool because each one has like different little artwork or yeah. the design's different. So it was kind of mm -hmm. cool getting They're a separate one in their for own way. each. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, we all went out to dinner that night and had a great time. It was on Yakobi, John, of course. Emily was there, Alice, and uh, Chrissy, by chance, from yeah. Germany. And we had razor clams again, which were. We had oh, to do it man. again. And I had scallops, and holy shit, those were good. I was like, razor clams all day. I don't care how <laughs> much was it like, is. Navajas. Give me the phallic monkey dicks. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to choke them down. Oh, um, yeah, they're so good. Anyways, yeah, so at that point, we were like, well, should we try to make it to the beach for sunset? Or, I mean, I it guess. It wasn't a beach. It's it not a beach. It's like these rock this rocky outcrop in front of this uh, church there. If you've ever watched The Way, it's mm -hmm. um, the very end of the movie. It's basically a bunch of uh, really big, bouldery rocks uh, where the waves crash onto, and the sunset's right in front of you. And and it was really overcast, and we're like, oh, I don't know if we'll get a sunset. We'll see. But when we got out there, there was like, it was all overcast, and the whole sky was clouds. Except but there was for the this sliver. Sliver right down by the horizon that I was like, wait a minute, we could get some sun peeking in at that little sliver. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. 
and uh, it ended up being just like the most beautiful sunset. It was of the whole gorgeous. way. Yeah. yeah, even more than than you know, night before in Finisterre. Yeah, the sun just broke out of the clouds and mm-hmm. just like had this. It just illuminated illuminated everything in this really beautiful way. And yeah, it was awesome. All the rocks were kind of this like orangey color. And yeah, so it was just really and cool. And then just dipped down into the ocean. But also just kind of, you know, letting this whole walk go. We, uh, it was John, Jacoby, John, and then Whit and I that kind of did the sunset mm-hmm. thing. And it was just really happy, but in a sense bittersweet as can be expected to. A really good last night. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so the next day, it's basically our journey back to Santiago, where pretty much everybody leaves, um, except you can for walk, us. But yeah, you I can think walk with back everyone if you wanted to. That was having to leave to go home at this point, and it would have been just us, mm-hmm. as well as you kind of backtrack for like half of it, going the same way you came. Yeah, we're like, well, we'll we'll go back by bus, so that way we can say bye in Santiago. Yeah, so this this would have been day forty four, and this was our first mode of transportation, other than our feet. So yeah, we bust it back to Santiago, yeah. but before we left. Um, there was a little, uh, almost like a barrel out front of our albergue where you put our walking, where, you know, you're supposed to put your walking sticks. We just left them in there. Yeah, we left our walking um, sticks behind. Because we weren't going home. And, somebody I mean, else it wasn't like we were going to take it with us around the world, so. We said bye to Staffy. And Mustafa. Then we had our uh, Camino shells, too. Oh, yeah, we took our shells down to the rocks and we threw them off uh, into the ocean. That was pretty cool, too. That was kind of a official letting go as well yeah. kind of emblem that signified you as a pilgrim was thrown into the ocean at the very end said bye to our shells yeah we just had a i think our bus wasn't until like two in the afternoon or something so we had just had a couple of drinks and stuff just enjoying this small little ocean village. side town of yeah. village of uh Mushia waiting for the bus it was kind of crazy i was actually getting um it felt, the sensation felt really weird to be on something so fast. I think my equilibrium was kind of freaking out. Yeah. But I remember passing uh, several points where I was like, oh, yeah, we just walked this. And for me, I just wanted to keep walking. Yeah. Uh, it, I remember that sensation while riding the bus back. Yeah, I made it just back to Santiago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did. And then we, uh, actually, we bumped into Thomas there. And Thomas, I remember, was with us... Uh, the first time I had met Jacoby in that one room, he's from Germany, and I had forgot to mention that we had seen Thomas in a small uh, village, just like roadside. Jacoby and I had bumped into him, and he said he wasn't doing so hot with, uh, he was having an issue with his... Intestines I, Well, his... Or stomach? No, at the time, when we bumped into him, he said he was having issues with his leg or his foot. Mm. I think it might have been like his ankle that he was taking some pain pills and so um, he had gone to a doctor and the doctor said no you can't um, you can't keep going because there's you know it's too risky and so he had to stop and apparently we had found out that later when we had bumped into him in Santiago he was telling us that he had had such bad issues with his ankle and he was uh, taking pain meds and then also um, I think you know just drinking wine and beer and stuff is that's what you do on the Camino. Um, the mixture of the two created severe health issues where 
if he wouldn't have gotten treated, uh, he could have died. So it was insane to hear this story and uh, of this person who you just kind of, you know, met, but really kind of connected and bonded with. We were so glad to see that he was okay. And so we had uh, had lunch with him in Santiago and we're just basically, Jacoby and I were so happy that he was doing okay. He just looked, I mean, you could tell he had been through a lot of stuff. And it was sad also because he had felt that because he wasn't able to complete the Camino, he didn't feel like a real pilgrim. And I was like... He was pretty critical He of was himself. pretty cri critical of himself. And we were just, you know, sending him love and just like, you know what, you did the best you could and... Literally, any of us would have done the same thing. If our life was on the line, we would have stopped, you know. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just so good to see that he was okay and uh, spent some time with him in Santiago before we all had to leave. So, sending love, Thomas. <laughs> but, yeah, so we were with uh, Zahn and John and Yacobi, and uh, John had treated us to dinner. It was... Uh, yeah. A pretty nice like Italian meal and mm -hmm. so you know John being the nice guy he was and that he was always around yes. <laughs> he treated us to food but uh yeah we stayed in Santiago for a few more days after yeah. we had said our goodbyes to everybody you know everyone at this point what yeah. friends remain and we were just kind of relaxing and um at this point making plans for what our next move was going to be for our next destination but you'll have to find out next time. Yeah, so... That's the end of this episode. Camino completed. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this pretty uh, life-changing and emotionally charged journey. Camino journey. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to hear any follow-up Camino info, maybe say how to prepare for one, if you want to do one yourself, or if you guys have any questions, like, feel free to ask, and we... I mean, Reach out. yeah, we have a lot of knowledge of uh, what to do and uh, how to prepare. So uh, reach what out. What to bring, and, what not to bring. Yeah, tons of yeah. stuff. So if you want to hear an episode like that in the future, let us know. And we'd be more than happy to do it. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast. If you feel inclined, leave us a comment or review, tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen, and feel free to share on your choice of social media. If you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching at symbol The Bean Trail. We'll be back next week. Same beans. Same pod. Cast. Yes. <laughs>